And they try, please tell me they sent you the articles. No. I was working on the speakers. Articles go first. That wasn't a described part of the task. So I blame Sam. I, I thought was, about just I ignoring was... the call. <laughs> well, that's what we should have done. Hang up a tire, call someone cool. <laughs> yikes. Big time yikes. I hope this is getting picked up because it's... Uh... I mean, it's mean to Tyler. I can't say for sure whether it's funny, but it is mean to Tyler, and I like that element. I think funny stuff and mean to Tyler stuff are like, if that was a Venn diagram, it'd be a circle. Welcome to Brews Day Tuesday podcast episode 409. I'm Sam Ginsberg and here is the Hoberman sphere of podcasting, Tyler Dryblade. Only spheres I mess around with are Dyson spheres. Really? Uh, hey everybody. I thought you were going to say in. your own nuts. Like the vacuum? No, like the concept of building an energy gatherer around a sun. Okay. Yeah, his own nuts are an energy gatherer around the sun. I mean, sometimes they produce a lot of heat. I will say that. But then I go, I get some uh, penicillin, and it clears right up. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, so, speaking of STDs, we're going to be talking about sexism in the beer industry. Uh, no. We're going to be talking about um, a unique uh, bar. And we're going to be talking about some stuff to do alcohol-wise now that maybe you can get outside again. And we're going to be talking about it with Mary. Hey, Mary. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's good. I don't know if I, my sound is different this week, but you may be suspecting that I am actually in the same room with Sam. Wow. We're doing it. We got vaccinated. Nature is healing. Nature is healing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I was uh, shocked when I logged on and saw you there. I yeah. uh, was not expecting it. But that's, that's very cool. Good for you guys over there. Uh, what are you bringing to the program? I guess I should talk about it because I already started taking sips of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just like, I had to practice. I got so excited. So I have from Mobcraft their low funk sour ale. I decided to go back to my roots and just get a sour. Sure. Uh, I don't know what you want me to say about it. It's got some ABV 4.2. There it is. It says funk yeah on the can, which I like. It says it's a sour ale conditioned with Oh boy, lactobacillus using a Solero blending method. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. Allow your taste buds to boogie down with this funky pleasure. <laughs> so I'll do that. Looks like a sour. It looks like there's no head on that. There is zero. You know, it tastes like a sour. Surprise. No <laughs> sour. It's a little bit lemony, which I think is intentional. Yeah. So yeah, I think this will be a great one for me, but Sam seems grossed out. So, that's all. Well, uh, unfortunately, I also have a sour. Um, this is from Caldera, which is an Oregon-based uh, brewery that makes some really good beers that I've had before. Um, the unfortunately named Vast Deference, super good golden ale by them. But this is Mother Pucker, a raspberry sour ale. Nice. It is 6% ABV, and 5% of the uh, profits from this go to the National Cancer Institute Cancer Moonshot Program. That's nice. Yep. Um, it is, yeah, it's a raspberry sour ale, as I said. This one has a lot of head. Big, thick head on it. A lot of different size bubbles on there. Real opaque, kind of a deep amber color. It smells very raspberry-like, like like, uh, like a raspberry uh, popsicle. Mm-hmm. Looks good. It's kind of what it tastes like, too. Like a raspberry um, popsicle? A little bit. It, this is very sweet. It does taste like raspberry. There is a little bit of uh, puckeriness to it. Yeah, I don't know. It's exactly what it said it was going to be. So uh, they're on the mark. Uh, I, I will see if I enjoy that or get sick of it as the show goes on. Sam? Yeah, I have from Manaqua Brewing Company, Kamala, a strong vice presidential stout. Nice. Uh, 9.8% ABV, so 
strong is there already, having not even tasted it yet. Can I just mention that the way the name of it is spelled, it's like an actual like comma, like the par- like the punctuation mark, and then L-A. So it's comma law. Right. Nice. Uh, it's rich, it's malty, it's slightly chewy. Is that a way we describe beers? It can be, yeah. Yeah, like a, like a, a mouthfeel that's very thick. Okay. It's... It's very down the middle. It's not doing anything particularly interesting with the style, but also, uh, you know, on some levels, just like, this is what you told me you made, and you made it, so neat. Almost everything you said, except maybe the chewiness, could be applied to our actual vice president. I'm saying like. that. Like, she's just kind of what you expect. Do, now, if you were to eat her, do you, do nice. you not think she nice. would be chewy? I'm not gonna ew. I'm not gonna come on eating the vice president. I mean, I would say people in general. There'd oh. be some chewiness to it. It'd probably be like anything, right? Like when you eat like certain cuts of beef that are chewy, other ones that are not. Yeah. It depends on the cut and how you cook it. Yeah. Oh. Come on. How would you? Uh, how would you um, kill and cook the vice president of the United States, Tyler? Oh boy. The Secret Service are already listening to everything I do, so we have to move on. Okay. Um, That's my answer. What? what Sashimi that? is my answer. Sashimi? Yikes. I don't think you could just eat eat a human raw. I never have, well, and I've never gotten sick, so I guess it'll be, there's a first time for everything. So jot that down, Mary. I mean, as I said, I think <laughs> on last week's episode, you can eat basically everything in the world, just sometimes you can only eat that thing once. Yeah. So, you know, you could eat a raw human, but maybe only once before you get, like, Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease or whatever it is. This is a weird Duh, um, Mary. Like, subject we've gone into. <laughs> hey, you want to speak about something really weird and uncomfortable? Yes. All right, let's get it out of the way, you guys. Uh, BusinessInsider.com. Women brewers are speaking out against misogynistic and sexist behavior in the beer and craft industry. So that's not really new. Um, we've done many articles about sexism in the craft beer industry, um, but this is talking about something that happened more recently. Um, earlier in May, a uh, lady brewer by the name of uh, where is it, Brianna I Allen. To say about this topic, um, as yeah, a young well, lady. good. I I would hope so. I would hope that Space Press would be involved in this sort of thing. Um, Brianna Allen was uh, sick of facing you know, people's assumptions um, about her place in the beer world. And so she went on Instagram and she asked others to share their experiences uh, and got uh, a whole bunch of replies, like 800 replies. And uh, they have had some um, real impacts on the beer world. Uh, The dude from Modern Beer, I can't remember his name, Mark something, I think, has resigned uh some other places have had to issue apologies and um actually there has been a list created out of this a google document which is linked in this article of all the accusations and uh at you know which companies they occurred at so i haven't looked at that because i only proofread these like five minutes before we get on air um but i definitely will be going through that and i think it's it's an important thing for people to look at and see you know where these things are happening yeah i think it's an important thing for you to look at and just like let me know who's on my shit list, what beer am I not allowed to buy anymore? Because right. I'm going to fucking read it, but I, I trust your judgment. <laughs> Great. Oh, Mary just opened it. Now we have to read it like idiots. Oh, God, it's a lot. Oh, God, this is a lot. What does it say? It says, social media users gathered about 200 accusations from Alan's stories and saved them in a public Google spreadsheet. Identifying by name the brewery where each alleged incident happened. Also identified men accused. Oh, boy. It's not a comprehensive list, also. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's There's not. There's BrewDog. Yeah, I'm not surprised to see BrewDog on here. Lost Abbey. This is a lot. There was one I was I was a little sad about. I can't remember which one it was, though. It says in this article somewhere. I'm. There's many of these that I'm pleased I haven't heard of. Like, oh, Oscar Blues. That's a, that's a shame to see. Oscar Blues. Oh. Noble Ale Works. Oh. oh, boy. A lot of these are on here many times. Well, it's many incidents. Tired Hands has been on here like eight times. So has Brewdog's been on there a lot. Oh, no, the brewery, no! 
I am not at all surprised that Brewdog is on there. Oh. My hometown boys. Ooh, Hill Farmstead. That's the one. I think everyone should take a look at the spreadsheet. Because, yeah, us yelling out names of breweries is kind of weird, but... Oh, it's sad. It is, it is nice. I wish it was honestly sorted, like, alphabetically by brewery, if only to, like, group them. So I could right. see how many accusations each thing has. Because, like, I don't know, not, not I want to, like, excuse anything necessarily, but I think that there being 10 data points means a lot more than one data point. Like, one data point can be one asshole, and maybe they fired him for being an asshole, versus yeah. a pattern, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of Hill Farmstead complaints on here. They're from Vermont, just stupid. for Vermont. those who don't know. Can't do anything right. Ah, Boulevard's on here too many times. Damn it, I like Boulevard a lot. But yeah, definitely read this list. I won't be going through this whole thing. Um, I, I I don't know. I think it's important for people to see. And I don't really know what else I have to contribute to the conversation. But Barry, I'd be interested in hearing what you have to say. Well, I haven't really a chance to actually like, read the articles. I'm not going to be able to speak to this very well. But I can't say I'm like shocked that there's sexism in the you know brewery beer industry because i feel like this comes up a lot in the show just in life where it's like anytime there's you know ladies in a traditionally male dominated space it's like tough going i would say like to put it lightly like you know you see stuff like this in like uh like like uh computer science stuff like stem fields are like notorious for things like that yeah. So, yeah, like, can you believe she can code yeah right bro. yeah right bro. like she's too hot she's gotta be dumb yeah and stuff like that so <sighs> yeah it's just like it's tiring but i like that people are trying to like shed light on these issues so that you know who's an asshole it is nice from a perspective of efficiency i feel like every you know, every other month or so, we have an article that's like, this one specific brewery did this one specific misogynistic thing. Mm -hmm. And this is like... It's a lot. It's a, hey, bro, do you want to see 10 score examples? Because <laughs> we got we got that for you. It's just hyper-efficient. <laughs> right, it's kind of alarming to think about, like, yeah, each row, and that's probably could maybe have been its own article. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. It's like we, like, there have been... 400 episodes of this show so based solely on that one google spreadsheet every other episode we could mm -hmm. have done one of these it probably would have gotten a, a little tiresome unfortunately that that's yeah. like how things go like once you get sufficiently offended about something no one cares anymore oh mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as to say that that's not necessarily our fault <laughs> yeah, yeah i was gonna, like like sexism in the beer world is weird because you also have this like as a lady that likes beer you have this kind of like flip side of it where if you like, like you know when i was in college and stuff and i would go to like parties and be like oh i'll have a beer like dudes would be like oh like so, i thought it was so cool that i was like drinking beers instead of like you know vodka cranberries or whatever which is also like sexist in its own way i guess it's it's sexist in it a way that's like less insulting but yeah. it's still sexist now i'm trying to think of like what the with the male version of that would be like if i like joined a knitting club or something mm -hmm. like check it out a dude's doing knitting i don't think anyone would say that i think probably they would be like are you trying to fuck us get out of here why are you trying to fuck us yeah or like i think a lot of people have gotten into like baking over the last year which is like traditionally yeah. like, a lady thing but a lot of like dudes that are like oh i'm making beautiful cakes and stuff and it's like I think it's fun. My turn a lot of people that are like, why is this, like, sissy hobby or whatever? Uh, and it's like, oh, mm. Everyone just will do what they want to do, like, in general. And drink what you want to drink. Like, I feel like, again, the whole thing with it being cool and a lady wants to drink beer, it's like, if a boy is, like, or a man is like, I want to have, like, what's a traditionally lady drink? Sex on the beach. Yeah, like, a sex on the beach. Cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan, exactly. It's like, People think he's like weird and it's like dumb that he's like drinking. It tastes like fruit and but fruit like, tastes good. Yeah, like everyone should like, drink what they want to. Like you want a fruity drink, go crazy. You want to put a little a little umbrella in it? Like, yeah, that's fun. Do that it. That was my life. That was my life in high school. Oh. Tyler, you told the story once. I, I I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but I think you were in Germany. Oh yeah. And you were the fifteenth person to order. You want you you know which one I'm talking about. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, in uh, high school, 
um, I went to Germany on an exchange and, um, uh, yeah, we went to a bar one of the first nights out there and, uh, yeah, it was something like, you know, the, the 12, 50, whatever. I was very last in line and literally everybody else had ordered a beer cause we were in Germany and of course, mm-hmm. and at this point in my life, I did not, I did not like the beer. So, um, I, uh, ordered, guess what drink I ordered? Did you order a Cosmopolitan? No. Take one one. more guess. Take one more guess and you have it. Did you order a Sex on the Beach? I sure did. You did did not. Yeah, yeah, I did. Exactly. This reaction I'm having is probably bad. I mean, yeah. uh, So, it's because it's delicious and I didn't like beer. And ultimately, things went fine. You know, I'm a cool guy and everybody loves me. But um, (laughs) I did did get a lot of uh, razzing, uh, at least for the first five or ten minutes or whatever, until everybody got drunk. I think from a manliness perspective, a sex on the beach is less embarrassing than a rattler, which is a popular beverage in Germany. At least with a sex like fruity beers. It's it's the it's like a it's like a one part beer, one part lemonade, or a one part beer, oh, one part like coke. Or, yeah, it's it's similar it, yeah. to a shandy. Yeah. So like at least the thing with the sex on a beach is you're like, I want the fruity drink, and I'm not afraid to admit it. And a rattler feels like. I want a beer so people don't make fun of me, but I need you to put juice in it. I feel like, but I feel like that's also just like, I want a nice fruity beer. I love a Rattler. Yeah, I mean, you're, I you're in Germany, you want something fruity, you get a half with like an orange slice in it or something. Yeah, I love that too. Which is probably what I sh- would have done, what I would tell myself like now if I could go back in time. I'd be like, you'll, you'll love this, bro. Um, but at the time, I did love that sex on the beach, so I'm not going to apologize for that. So, I, yeah, I mean, there are obviously like big societal issues that we're rubbing up against here but you know uh, what it, what is the the solution is it voting with your dollar you know being aware of these companies and trying to not buy from them is it women-led breweries and i'm not expecting anybody to necessarily have an answer but i think it's good to think about i'm always about just like individual responsibility i guess so yeah like maybe if you can like you know divert your dollars from certain places so you can like not support these like gross people but also just like if you guys are like at bars like be cool to people at the bar and like yeah if i go to a bar with like tyler and sam and tyler wants to get a sex on the beach i will try not to laugh at him again like i just did a little bit ago (laughs) that's not nice i think part of it is especially in this day and age i do my best to not engage with anyone at a bar no matter what (laughs) so whether they're ordering my favorite beer at a particular establishment, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say, that's a good one. You'll like it. Also, if they order, a, I don't know, like a, you know, a tampon and vodka or something, I'm trying to think of what would be like the most, like, the most make funnable drink. I I wouldn't say like, haha, bro, you're drinking, you're drinking that. I would just be like, I didn't hear that because I don't want to engage with you because I don't know whether or not you're vaccinated. Please stay away from me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess just uh, try to be cool is where we'll <laughs> leave that for now. And if anybody has a better idea, email us at brucedaytuesdaypodcast.gmail.com and also like get it into society because that would be good. I think it would be cool to do a month where we do only reviews of beers from female-owned breweries. And I think that that honestly might be challenging, especially just based on how difficult it can be to source beers. Yeah, I think even just getting the beers in, like, wherever we are would be hard. We should attempt to do that, though. We should do, like, a month of, like, female-led breweries, like, POC or by POC-led breweries. Yeah, I think we should definitely try to do that. I think it'd be fun. I'm into it. I mean... Th- Our voice is not reaching anybody, but it would be good just for us to do it. And, like, to, like, put some chump change in the right. pockets of some minorities is, yeah, it's not nothing. I, I also think it would, it, it would be, like, a, an enlightening and also depressing experience just showing us how difficult it is to do that. Yeah, it'd be like, yeah. Sam and I have the same beers because it's, like, one available <laughs> right, 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 in right. Madison that, like, meets the criteria. And Whoops. Maybe, maybe it's not that hard. I I haven't tr- checked, but I, I would be I would be nervous yeah. that it would be that difficult. So I definitely buy my beers by just, like, what the flavor is of the beer, like, what type of yes, beer it is. Right. I don't really consider, what's this brewery? Do I agree with their values or not? 
or like who who owns them. That yeah, there are very there are very few companies that like I'm like no, I won't buy from you. And there probably should be more. Yeah, and I should probably think about that a little more. If half of the owners of a brewery are female, do you consider that a female-owned brewery? Interesting. No, I do not. Damn it! Because I was gonna just get Hop House beers. It's just it's a married couple owns the brewery, a, a male female married couple, and I, didn't I know that. and I love that fucking that's brewery. Nice. I do love Hop House. I mean that's good. I not I'm not trying to, you know, say 50, 50 is bad, but for our purposes, I think it has to be like at least at least fifty one percent. It has to be the majority shareholder. I think know? if the think wife and the couple was like the lead brewer slash president yeah. of the brewery, yeah. and her husband was like the eye candy bartender, the CFO. That would be, <laughs> lady led <laughs> i i think it's worse than that i think he does more of the brewing and she does more of the like front of house stuff sure which is like those are both important things but also that's a little bit more in line with the heteronormative layout of how that type of thing would work yeah well you know this is coming out in june so we can't do it this month but oh, we will keep oh, it right. on the radar we got a month to do our homework on this exactly yeah oh we messed up we should have done pride month beers you guys Ah, shit. <laughs> I mean, we, we... Right, no, we can't. I was going to say, we still can, because we're recording this in May, but no, it's too late. Catch you. Catch you in 2022. Catch Tuesday Pride Month 2022. Honestly, I think... It's going to be lit. I think Pride beers would be harder than, uh, than non-white beers or lady beers. Well, I bet one thing it's like, I think a lot of, like, I don't know if a lot of queer people, like, you know, or, like, out there, like, I identify as a, specifically a gay brewer. There's, like, I'm a person that likes to brew beers. Like, I don't know. Right, and I'll, right. I mean, I think a lot of breweries probably make Pride Month-themed beers, but it's, like, are those LGBT breweries? Probably not. Like, Budweiser probably has, what, some kind of, like... I'm sure. Rainbow Ale, and it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> I would say, terrible. for the theoretical purpose of, like, a Pride Month of beers, mm-hmm. if you can get a beer... That is donating a portion of proceeds to Ooh. LGBT oh, would, okay. charities or something count like that. that. Then that, I would say mm. that that counts. That seems good. Yeah. Can we have a year to figure this out? Yes. <laughs> Can we get them on the show very often? So I probably need to find one. You guys need to find what, like four? Four or five, good depending luck. on the month. Depending, yeah. Oh boy. Well, you know that's a, that's a good problem to have, um, and a good problem to have is uh, telling us what you've been up to, Mary. Oh, wow. What have I been up to? All kinds of stuff. What did, what did we talk about earlier? Oh, yeah. I've been doing a lot of, I don't know, i trying to do, like, gardening work on my mm. house because I decided I want to know how to do those things. So I'm trying to, like, clear out a little patch in the front yard of my house and put a bush in it, but I haven't quite cleared out all the stuff yet. But anyway, while I was outside trying to do these things, I discovered a wasp nest on the outside of my house. This was yeah. yesterday. Yes? So, we, Mary and I have talked about this a little bit. Yes. So I just want to... Part of the interest of the story is the range on these things. So I want you to ask Tyler what he thinks the range is on these things. Oh, okay. I'll get there in a second. Cool, so cool, yeah, cool. found a wasp nest on my house. So it was like, oh gosh, I need to take care of it. It's real small. So it's not like uh-huh. big enough that I need to hire a professional yet. Yeah. Um, so I went to the heart, the like home improvement store or whatever uh-huh. yesterday and I went and got a bottle of the like spray you use to spray on yeah. wasps or like nests or yellow jacket nests or whatever. Yeah. Tyler, can you guess what the range is on these sprays? 25 feet. That actually like nailed it because some of the bottles were like, this can go 20 feet and some of them were like, this can go 27 feet. I went for the 27 foot one because <laughs> I was like, I want to be as far away from this stupid nest as possible when I spray it and so then I waited most of the day to do it because one I was afraid to do it and then two the bottles say you should do it in the cooler part of the day when quote more wasps will be on the nest and Tyler's I was like, like I feel like this is the worst time to do it but that's fine Tyler's nodding like, he's, he's like, nodding oh, yeah. sagely like he's like he's an outdoor boy what like, do you think I never of... never bust a nut on a on a wasp nest he's before he's like guess what else has a 27 foot range yeah so uh yeah I mean not to step on your newfound knowledge but I am I'm destroying wasp nests all the time. I uh, probably yes. Yeah, they're they're always trying to go under the eaves of my house. So that's why I knew it was twenty five feet. 
Yeah, you're supposed to get them at night, like, not at night, but, like, in the evening, because the wasps go to the nest, and then you blast them. I did it. And then if they fly off, they take that stuff to wherever they fly off to, and they kill all the wasps over there, and it's freaking brutal. Did yeah. you did you watch what happened to them? No, because we, we did it was, like, yeah, late enough in the evening that it was pretty dark. It wasn't, like, like you know, night black, but yeah. it was, like, really dark, dark enough that I needed to make Senior Tesla hold a flashlight while I did this. Also, I needed his emotional support, or I wasn't going to do it. Um... <laughs> So I did. Well, for one thing, you just stand so you stand so far away that I, like I missed initially. Just got I got poison all over my garage door. So that's well, really did, exciting. Did you for shake me. it up first. Was I supposed to shake it? Oh yeah, you gotta shake Uh-oh. it up. You gotta shake Uh-oh. it up. Does it not? Question: If I don't I'm shake, so, does the poison probably, not work? <laughs> it probably works. Basically, it's like nerve poison in yeah. there. I think so there was only like one wasp sitting on it when I blasted right. it, but he's not feeling great anymore. I'm they, sure. Watching them, yeah, I've 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 blasted them and watched them, and it's it's really horrible. Actually, they like twitch, and they're clearly having a bad time. It's like you're destroying their nerves. Okay, that feels uh, bad. I mean, I didn't, I didn't watch. I sprayed it a yeah. bunch, and I sprayed my garage door a bunch. So my garage has a weird splotch on it. Um, but then I went into the house immediately because I was. Like, you you got to shake it up so it comes out like a foam. Oh. And the foam like coats the nest and coats the wasps and everything. Sure. I mean, if you if you hit it with the liquid, I'm sure that was fine. But it you're supposed pretty to pretty thorough. You're supposed to foam them up. Oh, well, okay. I did something. I read all the parts on the bottle that were like, don't stand directly underneath the nest and like don't yeah. eat the poison and don't like leave like don't take it at the like wasp nest down right away after you spray. I read all the don'ts. There wasn't really much do on the bottle. I was gonna bottle. say. I was going to say, you should, like, after a day or so, go and knock that bad boy down. Yeah. Or they're going to try to rebuild it. Oh, yeah. I know that yeah. part. Okay. So that was very exciting. But, yes, I did that, and that was really great. I, I asked Senior Tesla ahead of time. I was like, if I spray this thing and, like, a wasp swarm appears, like, we need to run opposite directions. Because that way we only each need to deal oh, with half of the swarm. I'm assuming he runs faster than you, though. That, too. But I was thinking if we both start at the same place. He's three and a half feet taller than you. Right. But if we start at the same <laughs> place and, like, run opposite directions, wouldn't you think we need to get, like, half the swarm? So, I don't think you would. But I do you still think, think it's a good idea. Got. I do. But at least at least both of you aren't stung up. One of you can then help the other. Can I actually tell a story about these like this, like, weird couple I met? in the aisle of the store it's where I was buying really the I really hope it wasn't me. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I thought it was funny that Sam mentioned earlier that he doesn't talk to anyone when he goes to public places. So I was in the aisle at the store buying the wasp poison, and this couple rolled up with their, like, child, and were also looking at the wasp poison. So me, being me, was like, oh, do you also have a wasp nest on your house? Were, were you like, fucking no, psychopath? Why are you talking to these fucking strangers? Because they just seemed... Because I was, you know, reading all of the different bottles, and I was kind of like, you know, having a, you know, a crisis. What's the matter with your mind? Ness. I, just, I just needed an expert to tell me what to do, which apparently I should have called Tyler ahead of time, but I didn't. <laughs> Next time I will. Um, But yeah, and so I, he was like, oh yeah, and then he's like, yeah, I've had them before, and he was, and he started telling me this story about like, oh yeah, the last time I had a wasp on my house, like, it was really bad because like I he's like I got got and like my wife got got and like his wife was sitting there like nodding like really seriously and I was just like what on earth um so then they were like yeah so just be careful and he was like and buy two of them like you never know and I was like okay weird and then so then they left and I was thinking about it later I was like did they like spray like a full like big active nest they probably should have called a pro yeah. for because like our nest had like one wasp on it right like, I've never been stung spraying wasps. Yeah, like, why Why did I get you and your wife? Like, th- what is happening? And so that was, like, really, that was very strange. I think that's why they, why he told you to get two is, like, a gun. Like, like self-defense. Like, hands out. Like, like if, you, if you are running away from them, run oh. back, like, backpedal and spray. It just seems that, like would, that would not work. It doesn't come out like pepper spray. It's like a street. It's like a super soaker. Yeah, Tyler, this what, man sounds was... dumb. <laughs> that's true. He. That's true, Sam. I will say that I did, I did not buy two cans. I just bought the one. So I was like, having two seems like a weird. Yeah, I wouldn't get two cans. Place. They're an exotic bird. I yeah. don't know where they're gonna live in your house. Probably. Well, they might eat up the wasps, though. Yeah, maybe. Um. As long as they follow the nose. Yep. So that hmm. was my big adventure. It's the wasp adventure. That's cool. I'm yeah. glad you took care of those naughty wasps. I was pretty proud of myself for not just ignoring it or forcing my husband to spray it for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, good for you. Uh, I'm trying to face you're, my fears. You're an independent plains woman now? Yes. Is Wisconsin like the plains? I don't know. No, we're like, I forget what it's called. Like, you know the, the upper part of the country where, like, the glaciers came through and, like, carved yeah. it all up? It's that. The lake region. Maybe, yeah. It's too hilly, I think, to be, like... Plains. Kansas plain style, yeah. Right, right. Huh, sounds like a big adventure. Well, speaking of adventures, uh, oh. folks are getting all vaccinated again, so yeah. it's it's about time to head out and, and explore some of the uh, experiences our great nation has to offer. Yeah, like visiting Sam's house. Right. So let's unfortunately go to BuzzFeed.com. Um, for this article, 21 boozy experiences around the U.S. for anyone who likes drinking. Am, am I on this list? Are you the experience? No. Am I one I of the think... like hang hang out in Sam's backyard while his while his one dog tries to fuck his other dog? <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I was gonna ask. Um, you said you were trying to put a bush in a place. Uh, I was gonna ask if you uh called on Sam's experience with removing a bush. You know, kind of do things the opposite way. Oh, you mean get the it tree? back in there? Yeah, it wasn't a tree. I don't know. I know that Sam was defeated by some minor piece of greenery. Oh, so. yeah, I tried to... Well, no, hold on. There were three bushes, and I got one of them out, and it took me all goddamn day, and I gave up, and then uh, when when the, when the the big manly men came to take the trees out, they were like, do you want these bushes out of here while we're here? And I was like, yes, please, thank you. Please, thank you, men. Yeah. I really like hiring professionals to do things. Like, I had... My friend is a contractor come, like, redo a bunch of stuff in our kitchen, and then he was like, hey, I noticed your, like, shower pipe is leaking. Do you want me to fix that while I'm here? And I was like, yes. It's so nice when people are competent, <laughs> and then they do things competently. Yeah, it's amazing. It's wild. What a concept. Cool. One day I'll have disposable income and do that sort of thing. That's yeah, pretty uh, nice. But in, until then, I'll just keep blasting wasps uh, with uh, $7.00. Our wasp spray from Walmart. I was but, like three dollars. Uh, Maybe I got the cheap stuff. Maybe that's why I didn't foam. That that could be it. Uh, you know, I like I like the high quality neurotoxins. If I'm going to be murdering that's something, scary stuff. <laughs> it is. It's pretty rough. I feel almost bad every time I do it. Well, they shouldn't build the nest there. That's what I'm saying. All right, one uh, more nest topic, really highway. quick. While I was looking online for like, what do I do about the wasp? I saw a product. That was like a fake wasp nest that you can hang on your house because they were like, oh, wasps don't like to nest near each other. So if you hang a nest, a fake nest on your house, the wasps, I guess, would like see it and decide not to nest there. And I was like, this is such a BS because like a wasp doesn't like, I don't think they see a nest. They're like, oh, oh. that's like a neighbor nest. I shouldn't go over there. Oh. I think they would see an empty like box thing and be like oh what a great place to put yeah. well, you my got, nest. that's why you have to put wasps in your fake wasp nest <laughs> to convince them to not fuck around near yeah i don't you, know I didn't, dummy like, i don't know if i didn't read that much about it. i don't know if they had like some kind of pheromone on it or like whatever it's very foolish it's like they sell this like pop-up coyote thing to try to scare away canada geese and it mm. works the first time, yeah. and then they're like, oh, it never attacks us. Why should we bother? Yeah. And then it never works again. Uh, but getting drunk on the Santa Fe Margarita Trail probably works. Mm. You can go to Santa Fe, and then you can go to 45 bars that serve variations of the iconic tequila cocktail. Before we That's move nice. forward in this, I think each of us should, in our own heads, think which of these is the most appealing. And then at the end, let's say... What's our what's our number one? So far for me, I gotta say we've only looked at one, but this first one sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. That's, like a margarita. I, right now, I, that's the high score for me. Tequila hurts my tummy. I know it does. Um, it gives you a little baby. Number boy. two, Great Alaskan Beer Train. Oh, a train! I do like yeah. a train. So, uh, you go on a round trip route between Anchorage and Portage, Portage maybe. I don't know. Portage. You'll sample six half pints of local beer while soaking up the landscape, chugging by. Get it? Chugging. Because I'm chugging the beer. Correct. Tubing down the San Marcos River. So uh, you go to Texas, you tube down the San Marcos River, mm -hmm. and you drink. Mm -hmm. Pass. That one I've I've done by myself. I don't think I have to go to San Marcos to do that. He's going to any That's river. Just... Yeah, I did that yeah. in Eau Claire. It was nice as hell. Yeah. Bike bar crawl through NOLA. 
go to the Big Easy, baby, and uh, you get these special bikes with cup holders attached to the handlebars. That seems really dangerous. I would hurt myself. I'm not a very good yeah, cyclist. Yeah, I don't really like to bike sober. Well, um, I'm a good, I'm a good cyclist, but if I got drunk biking around in like a city with cars, that would be bad news for me. Yeah. Uh, the Doghouse Beer Hotel. Uh, that's in Columbus, Ohio. Um, the rooms are obviously stocked with craft beer, and breakfast comes with beer pairings. There I think we've actually food. done an article on this place before. Oh yeah, because it's beer, it's brew dog. Yeah, yeah, and they have in-room taps that pour brew dog. So that one is off my list. Eat a butthole, okay. brew dog, you dumb butthole. Eat it. <laughs> Number six, weed and wine tour. Oh, so close. Uh, <laughs> So you go through Sonoma County uh, to a cannabis farm, and you – no, that's bullshit. Oh, okay. There we go. No, so yeah. So you go to this cannabis farm, and you have a tour there, and then you uh, sip some wine and presumably smoke some herb, although it does not say it explicitly. Desert Door, Texas Sotol. Sotol is a Mexican spirit that I've never heard of before. Uh, it's smoky and herbaceous. I would try it, I guess. This is like the only place that makes it, apparently. So that's it. That's the whole experience is trying it. Seems good. Yeah, Napa Valley Wine Train. Boo. This is, yeah, I mean, this is the classic white lady thing. We already have a beer train on the list. I don't really need a wine train. I don't know. This looks like it might have uh, some, like, slices of salami, though. Based on this picture, you can bring a salami in your pocket when you go on the last. Is this a salami in my pocket? Yes. Uh, It is a salami in my pocket. I have a wife. Kentucky Bourbon Trail. Oh yeah, I mean the Bourbon Trail is classic, right? Lars Gern has tried to talk me into doing that with her like ten different times. She loves the Bourbon Trail. Yeah, she's a fucking cool lady. Sure. So I'm not going to go into that one anymore. Hotel Max. In Seattle, uh, every afternoon during happy hour, you get free local craft beer poured from a keg in the lobby. Mm. Anheuser-Busch Brewery Tour. No, next. Let's move on. Brew Cycle. I've seen these around. Oh, yeah, we Uh, have these here, too. Yeah, this one says it's in Portland, but it's like a mobile brewery that you pedal around with a whole bunch of other people and drink and visit brewery. I really think we've talked about this, like... Someone did this, like Boris or somebody did this, and mm-hmm. we talked about it on here before. That sounds like a Boris thing. It's the thing people do for Boris like thing. bachelor parties or like bachelor yeah. parties, like oh let's get on the thing. And then it's you, like, like sitting, on. drinking. I love both of those things. Wait, hold on, pedaling. No one told me about pedaling. Yeah, I get those Fitbits. The next one is visiting President George Washington's distillery. Okay. No. no, it's for his whiskey. Um, apparently they produce, uh, his, his signature recipe, and if it's anything like his beer, it's fucking gross. We, we brewed a beer based on his original recipe, and it tasted like molasses asses, so I don't, I don't trust him as a brewer or a distiller. Or a founding father. Oh, you did it, right? No, there was, there's so much molasses, like, in the recipe. It tasted like molasses because there was a fuckload of molasses in it. And, and Mary, never cast aspersions against our award-winning brewery ever again. Okay. We we entered two different brewing competitions and won three medals. So you do the math. What were yeah. the medals? Like participation medals? We won... It, at our first, we won the gold. And at our second, we won the gold and the bronze for two different entries. Hey! Yeah. So, but you know. but we're talking like we're hot shit. Most of that was easy MF and E. The the <laughs> third member of our brewing team who um he's a god among men and I don't I don't know. I hope he's doing okay. I haven't talked to him in a decade. Yeah. He he ascended to Nirvana. Oh, okay. uh, but um Denver Micro Brew Tour. So, uh there are 400 craft breweries in Colorado. Uh you won't go to all of them, but you will go to a bunch of them in Denver. Sounds fine. Milwaukee River Beer Cruise. That sounds pretty nice. It does sound nice. And it's also like something I could access I reasonably. Here. Pop in the Spa Craft Beer Spa. Yeah, you know what that is. Sounds like a dumb no, prank. Thank you. 
I don't like any of those beer spa nonsense things. Jack Daniels tour, that is what it is. That could be neat. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big Jack Daniels person, but I would rather do that than the AB tour. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if I had a pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Old Smoky Moonshine. Ooh. Uh, it's the Old Smoky Distillery, um, which is a, uh, you know, they have some functional moonshine stills, and I guess they have, like, some exhibits about the history of moonshine. The cool. Jarvis Estate Underground Wine Tour. The Jarvis Estate is the first U.S. winery built entirely underground. That sounds dumb. It doesn't sound like it would be scary. High West Distillery. Uh, it's Utah's first legal distillery since 1870. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. I guess since the <laughs> Mormons took over. It's uh, the. It is also uh, a ski-in area. So, like, if you're skiing in Utah and you you can ski in at Mid Mountain, I guess, and get some beer. Okay. That's cool. I like that. But skiing and drinking is dangerous. Ask that one Kennedy. Well, you can't because he's dead, actually. Because of yeah. how he died and the way he right. died. And the Boozy Safari is our last one. All right. So, so the thing about the Boozy Safari, before we actually look at it, is yeah. the lady in this picture is making me so mad. Because she's just having a great time. My thing <laughs> is, if this is a real safari, don't... She- don't be, be halfway leaning people. out of the vehicle, yeah. getting drunk with your eyes closed. A fucking lion's gonna get you. But she's got a great safari theme theme skirt. Right. So That's then true. the lions that want to eat her can't see her. Yeah. It's just like I feel like either this isn't much of a safari, it's or not. this lady's trying to kill herself. Well, I guarantee you, they're like either just driving by the enclosures that are like fenced off, or it's like, oh, you only go into the enclosure when it's like the antelopes. Sure. <laughs> Not impressed. Yeah. Now, sorry, hold on. Just one second. Where is this? It's in California. Oh, it's in it's in Sonoma. Yeah. Oh, it's a oh, it's a wildlife sanctuary. Oh, I see. Right, because this is in the U.S. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, that's all twenty-one. So now everybody has to say what their favorite was. Uh, I'm still, I'm torn between the, honestly, like, the earlier ones I like better. Like, I like the Alaska beer train, and I yep. liked the margarita tour. But Those were, like, like, the first two, aren't they? Yeah, I just really, honestly, I just really like trains, mostly, <laughs> and I think Alaska seems cool. I wish they gave you more beers. Six half yeah. pints doesn't seem like very much, but, yeah. Actually, it also was split between two, but it was a different two. One was the Sotol thing. Mm. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Just because that's a type of booze I've never had before. I'd like to yeah. experience it, and I assume there's a degree of history that I could learn, and I'm curious about that. Uh, and the other one is the um, High West Distillery Tour, uh, which Tyler poo-pooed a bit, but it's really just that I drink a decent amount of High West whiskey, and I enjoy it a lot, so I wouldn't mind learning more about it. They make a great bourbon. They make a couple of great ryes. I think it's right cool on. that you can ski in there. And so that was, that was, I'm sorry, what was that, Mary? Did I step on you? I said, I said, uh, I said, uh, why not? Really glad we circled back to pick up that dud yeah, off the side I of the road. I apologize to everyone. Put that turd back in your pocket. I did like the fact that you could ski in there because I love skiing. But I think, I think the Alaskan beer train is my, my number one. Well, you um, two have fun, you stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. I'm learning about Sotol over here. I'm getting culture. Yeah, Sotol does also sound cool. And, and the weed and wine was very, almost right up my alley. But I just don't like wine. Oh, Tiger's just not very into weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. So we got that out of the way. Most Sam, importantly, that article took forever. So it all, sure ate up a lot of time. So much content. <laughs> A lot of content, a lot of tent, big tents. Sam, you've been popping big tents over there? You know it, baby. Um, <laughs> so I went back to the Verona Hop House today, which was a very big deal for me because um, it's my favorite bar in town. And it's been a while. It's been a while. Have you not been this whole time? 
Uh, well, I, I did a couple of retail expeditions. Oh, like, you get, like, a carry-out. Get, get a, a six-pack or a crowler or something. But this, yeah. is, this is my first time Aww. sitting down in the spot. And Yay. So, um, and three tags went, which, as you might imagine, since we both went, the baby also was there. And so at one point, uh, we were we were doing the outdoor seating thing because, um, you know, we're reasonable. Uh, and... Uh, Space Press likes to just, like, slap shit sometimes. So she was, like, slapping the table, and then I thought that was fun. So I was, like, helping her slap the table, essentially, because <laughs> she was sitting in my lap. Uh, and you got to teach her fat beats. Uh, yeah, she um, she takes after her mother, so um, she has a lot of musical talent. Anywho. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I don't have musical talent is what I'm saying. He's and got, then, you just gotta find it in your heart, Sam. No, I like music a lot. It Eric's just does. It doesn't sound good when I do it. It sounds bad when I do sure, it. I'm pretty sure the the classic film Mr. Holland's Opus taught us that anyone oh. can have music inside, even the dumb jock oh. football boy. That movie is so long. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a very funny criticism of a movie. <laughs> it, it, it does. It does feel like it's forever because it's like it's like the movie, and then they have a kid, and then there's like a second movie. I know, it takes forever. Like Mr. Holland's Opus 2 should have been the storyline with their deaf child. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, anyway, we were talking about you, Sam. Sorry. Right, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, like, the bartender came out and was like, you guys want anything else? And I was, like, practicing making the baby slap the table. And so I was like, she demands to be served. Uh, and the bartender was like, he's a very deadpan dude. So he was like, I mean, she's with her parents, so what does she want? And I was like, <laughs> huh? Because the thing is... Is that legal? I know that's legal someplace. Uh, do you want to take a guess with the minimum age, in, in Wisconsin specifically, with the minimum age, if you're with your parents, at which you can order uh, an alcoholic beverages? Is it zero? Tyler. I'm... I'm... My... <sighs> My guess is there's no there's no minimum like prescribed. You're both right Yay. in that there's yeah that, yeah I mean zero it's essentially the same answer yes. So honestly, I mean she can't talk so she can't yeah. order a beer. But if I had <laughs> said she would like to order a hidden stash, he would have said of course as you might guess. We're actually out of that one right now. Because um, <laughs> I tried to order that and he said we're actually out of that one right now, which is wild because it's always on and it's like my favorite beer they have. Um, Crazy. but yeah, uh, so that's not a whole lot of content, but I just thought that was wild that like this fucking infant could order a beer if she could talk. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I have, I have no problem with that and I, I like it. Cause you're in some aspects a socialist and in some aspects a weird libertarian and it's extremely difficult to predict which aspects are which. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think, uh. Yeah, I, I think we have a weird relationship with a lot of with all intoxicants in this country, and it just leads to you know like binge syndrome in a lot of people. You know, I, I think there were a lot of people that we met in college, Sam, that if they had just like had a couple beers with their family when they were sixteen, they would have been throwing up every weekend. I would have counted me among them for the first, I don't know, month of my drinking. <clears throat> right. I I I got there, but it did take me a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, and also like, if, listen, homie, you don't want to serve my baby, I get it, but I can just take her home and get her drunk if I really want to get her drunk. Right. You can't, you don't know what's going on in my house and I, there's a lot of booze in it, trust me. <laughs> also, they have, they do retail sales. I bought a four pack while I was there. So I could go and take that beer back to my house and put it in a bottle and you don't know. Uh, yeah. Nasty bastard. So Are you I, defending yeah. the, the law? I just think because it's... Because you're like, I can get my baby beer whenever I want, so why not at a restaurant? No, it's I'm, I'm more saying that, like, the whole idea is a little odd. And, like... Yeah. Uh, so, like, I'm definitely not throwing shade at this bartender or necessarily the law. It's more mm -hmm. just like, man, booze be crazy, am I right? Yeah. Is my, my major point. No, you be right. Thank you. But, of course, I won't give my baby this beer because... It has galaxy hops, which is my favorite strain of hop, and she wouldn't appreciate it. That's too bad. 
I do love galaxy hops. They are also would, my favorite. You would think you the think space she, president would appreciate the galaxy you hops. You would think that, there but also she is a baby. So I mean, for now. <laughs> for now. Yeah, I don't know. Mary, do you think it's weird? You seem to be a little on the fence about about this. I feel like it's weird that you could, like, like Sam could have literally gotten, like, a beer at this bar and just, like, tipped a little bit into, like, space president's mouth. And I guess, like, that's fine. She reaches for our beers constantly. <laughs> I think that's so, just because that's a th- that it's shiny and we yeah, have yeah. it. But, like, also, I fed her while we were there. Like, I fed her formula out of a mm-hmm. bottle. But, like, legally speaking, I could have poured a bunch of beer into that bottle. So strange. Well, so... Probably CPS would have been on my ass. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Um, that's what I was going to say. Like, legally speaking, you could have ordered that beer for your baby. If you actually gave your baby a whole bunch of beer, I think now you've crossed into a different area of legality. But what if she could hold it and, like, be cool? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, sure. What if she yeah. just got, like, real into LCD sound system or something? <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of being cool, let's go to our last article, pastemagazine.com. Unique indie bar, a tap room, changes into a new brewery tap room each month. This sounds now, like a lot of work. It does, but I actually also kind of like this idea. I love this. If this, if this were a thing here, I would go there once a month to be like, what are you now? Pirate-themed? Weird. See you later. Well, okay, so that's not exactly how that works. It's not like they have a different, like, theme. It's that... Each, I'm out. Each... Oh, okay. Yeah, you're not going to go, and it's not going to be, like, under-the-sea theme and then, like, you know, astronaut theme. Um, they, uh, they feature uh, different breweries on all... Like, a, a brewery takes over all oh. of the... Do my thing instead. It's better. I do like Sam's okay. idea better. <laughs> Sam's idea is better, but but this is cool. Like, so I think they said in the article that it's specifically for like breweries that don't really have that much reach or like their own tap rooms and stuff like that. Now, if it was just like, oh yeah, it's going to be a freaking AB takeover or whatever, like that's not cool. But offering a space where these little breweries can get out and you can go and like have their beers on tap, I think that's really interesting. So it's like signal boosting the super small breweries. I like that. Right. Yeah. And are these super small breweries doing retail stuff? Because then all of a sudden it's just like not only getting them some income given their keg sales and more like if I go there and I'm like this – is the only Roush beer I can buy and I like it. Let me go to the liquor store and see if they have this Roush beer. And if they do are doing retail sales, then it's like, it's kind of a two pronged approach. Cause now it's almost like an ad for themselves. I believe that it does say something about, uh, merch, uh, being sold as well. I don't give a fuck about merch on beer. Well, I, I don't know what exactly merch entails is what I'm saying. Usually t-shirts. I do feel like they should also be like, it's a new brewery this month, and also the brewery's chosen theme is pirates, or well, lasers, so or dragons, or, it, you it know. Does say, it does say that they redecorate to match the brewery. So I guess if you were an astronaut-themed brewery, yeah. they would redecorate to be that. I would love it if one month they were Feudal Japan, and it was all samurai and then the next month it was feudal Japan and it was all ninjas. Mm. Those they're in conflict, so very different, but still yeah. all feudal Japan. And then the next time it could be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they did go back to ancient Japan. And then we do Tur- and those turtles were in time. And then we do feudal Japan again, but this time it's just like the farmers that just lived during that time and didn't fight. And they were like, man, I hope no samurai nor ninjas show up because they'll yeah. chop our heads off probably. And they were like, oh, my son became a samurai and then it's like a story. The farmers who lived and mostly died during that time. Okay, period. actually, I like this. I, I unpack this a little bit. Each month is a different theme from feudal Japan and each month there's like another level of story reveal where it's like this month <laughs> we're going to talk about this specific samurai and then two months later you learn that the farmer that's the center of that theme was his dad and then oh, it's like man, oh man this is a whole ar experience yes just this dude's over here trying to farm his rice and uh his his cousin had to decapitate him because he talked <gasps> to a ninja that one time oh no his rice fields and his cabbages one would assume 
Yeah, no, I think this is cool, despite the fact that they're not unveiling layer of story about feudal Japan. Yeah. Uh, Do you think if I emailed them and was like, what if this was about feudal Japan, they would take me seriously? No. Well, or should they? Okay. You're an odd man. (laughs) You're a big weirdo. (laughs) They should delete your email without reading it. Uh, but yeah, I would go and, and try this. You know, I think it's a cool way to, to showcase different breweries, have something new to do in what's basically the same space. I think all of that's pretty cool. I wish them luck. Good luck, Indianapolis. I hope your Tap beer room. is good. The one time I was in Indianapolis, Three Stacks and I went to a brewery and their beer wasn't very good. So I hope you don't have that one. I don't remember what it was called, but I wasn't <laughs> impressed. It was the one You're on. by the indianapolis speedway yes it you're was, on notice brewery by the indianapolis it like, speedway it was like two blocks from the speedway and i was like why are you guys being mean to me and also why is your beer bad were they mean a little bit yeah he tried to order his sex on the beach and they were like shut up beta cock no they were well it's because they were like in the middle of a food a, a food fest. a food truck fest and i was like can i get some like weird burgers or anything and they were like no you get it from the trucks and I was like, okay, can I have this beer? And they're like, we're sold out of that one. And I was like, why are you yelling at me? I'm trying my best to give you my money. And I'm so tired. I like a food uh, truck. I also like a food that truck. That was what I took from that story. Is that, oh, man, I wish I had a food truck. I don't think there were any food trucks there at the time, though. It was like the food truck fest started like two hours later. Aww. But we had to get back on the road. We had to drive to Ohio. Why, though? For a wedding. That turned out to be super rad. The pit stop in Indy, less so. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I basically choose to avoid Ohio if I can. It's just... I don't know. I don't like Ohio. No one likes Ohio! Those people did yell at us. But as it turns out, those were people that you knew. Yeah. They we were, were not from Ohio, also. Oh, okay. We were just walking to Walgreens and some people screamed at us. And I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck is wrong with Ohio? Why are these people yelling at us? And it was just like people Emily knew driving oh, nice. by yelling at us. <laughs> Didn't That's appreciate amusing. it. You've met those people like four times. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> don't worry. Maybe they should yell at you some more. Maybe then it would stick in your memory. Remember my name, you cuck? They would yell. <laughs> Uh, let's wrap this up, you soy boy beta cucks. What okay. do you think of your I was, beer? Can I just say, I was gonna say the phrase soy boy earlier when you were calling Sam a beta cuck, but I was like, I don't know if it's like, if that's like really bad to say, so I didn't say it. Oh, I think soy boy beta cuck is the funniest insult maybe of all time. Jabroni. I mean, jabroni is a cool word, sure, but. Just, I don't know. Just and... like, the, the insecurity you have to have to call somebody else a soy boy beta cuck is just. It's incredible. It's, it's palpable. What a, it's what an insult that is. It says so much more about the person doing the insulting than the insultee. I it, love it. It makes it's me feel like amazing. four four incels were in a basement with with a whiteboard, like really <laughs> like, engineering this word while right. one of their moms were like, Do you want pizza rolls? And they were like, Yes. Yeah. The same people who boy beat a cuck seriously also get offended when they're called a cracker. And it's just wonderful. It's just great. Man, I should, I should really start calling white people I don't like cracker just to see if they're <laughs> mad. Bring it back. It's a victimless crime. It is. It's true. Well, there is a victim, but they're, they're terrible. They're they don't count. Cracker, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but I do care about beer ratings. Uh, Mary, please rate your beer. Yeah, so I had... Oh, goodness. Mom Crafts Low Funk Sour Ale... Which was, you know, a sour ale. Now, yes. this just occurred to me. Is that, is it, th- there's, funk is with a PH and it's a lowercase p, capital H. Is yeah. that like an acidity reference? I mean, I would assume so. Potential hydrogen. Because it has, it has lemon and it's tart. So maybe that's that would the make acidic sense. part. That's a, that's a nice pun. Lost, of course, to our audio on the audience, which is why I had yes. to frame it. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Uh, it's good. Sour. Jesus. Tastes a little lemony. I don't know. Nothing's wrong with it. It's not like a particularly exciting beer, but it's a nice, like, it's a nice comfortable beer that I enjoyed. I would give it, what do I, I always give stuff sevens, don't I? 
It's know. such a good number because, like, it's fine. It's not, like, stellar, but it's not bad at all. I would give it a seven. Treat this. It's got a cool can with, like, disco squares on it. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I had Caldera's Mother Pucker, a raspberry sour ale. Oh, 6% ABV. It's giving me the burps. It's got the burps. Just stop saying it so I can cut it. It's easier. God damn it, Tyler. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a running bit for me now. Um, Mother Pucker was one note, and that note was lots and lots of raspberries. Uh, which is, I mean, not bad. I like raspberries. Uh, but that's all that's in this beer. Why isn't he pronouncing um, the P? No, he's no, he's specifically saying raspberries, so he doesn't have to say no, raspberries. He's, he's saying, saying he's it. saying he's saying raspberries, not raspberries. There should be a pause between the P and the B, otherwise you don't get them both. Maybe I mean it, you know I have a weird accent, so right. what are you gonna do? As um, long as we agree that it's Tyler's fault, I don't really care why. <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, that, I mean that's that's what it tastes like. It's it's very sweet. Um, there's there's some. Uh, I mean there's a sourness to it, but it's not overwhelmingly sour. It's it's a little bit of puckeriness at the front of the the your taste. Um, it's fine. I don't know. I I don't particularly love sours, uh, but it it did what it said it was going to do. So I'll give it. I guess I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six. I'll recommend this to anybody who would much rather order a sex on a beach than a beer. Um, <laughs> because, you know, this is sweet and fruity and it'll probably do the same thing that you want anyway. Samuel? Yep. Uh, I had Manakwa's Kamala. And I have not changed my opinion at all from the beginning. This is... Uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, a stout. It's a strong stout that has great malt character and good mouthfeel and doesn't go out on even the slightest limb to be like here's a little bit of coffee here's a little bit of cinnamon here's a little bit of chocolate it's just like here's a little bit of progressivism it's just like <laughs> they did go out on a big limb vis-a-vis progressivism in northern wisconsin yeah that's fair it's a, it's a it's a northern wisconsin brewery so uh that's true that's a bold so, move yeah yeah it's a it's a hard zag for their locale but I, I really was not talking politically. I really was. You All of you guys were like, mm, how does this map to that? No, I was really <laughs> just talking about the beer. It would have been neat for me if they would have thrown something extra in. Yeah, like a little bit of student loan forgiveness. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Medicare for all. Um, or some. Uh, it, I thought it was... Sammy. I thought it was... It did what it wanted to do, but I wish it would have been a little bit more ambitious. Uh, so I'm going to say, again, this isn't political. I'm just talking about <laughs> the beer. Like, the whole, like, this is all very middle of the road. It's not really going out there on limbs of, like, boldness or things that are exciting. It's just, like, extremely, like, on the nose. So I'm going to give this the same rating that I would give the Biden-Harris administration yep. thus far a 6.5 out of 10. Sure. Passing grade, we but only just. We yeah, we're all right in the same area this week. Six, six point five, and a seven. Interesting how it falls sometimes. Uh, Sam, do you know what you're drinking next week? I'm following this up with another uh, hot take beer from Manaqua. I think it's called Fair Maps. <gasps> it's about gerrymandering, yeah, it and it's an IPA. So hopefully, it tastes good. Oh, Manaka's really put themselves out there. Yeah, they also have a, a they, well, they made a, 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 a Bernie beer that was like a, a Vermont stout uh-huh. with, uh, with maple syrup in it, but they, they didn't do it right. So oh. they kept exploding because they put too much sugar <laughs> in it. So they made something else and they, and they did a, a Biden beer that was like, uh, like a Kolsch, the boringest yeah. beer possible for the boringest yeah. president ever. Just the, the like true. metaphors are just abundant of right. like oh the Bernie beer was too it was too it was too good <laughs> no one could to, handle it exploded it. and we could we couldn't just carry that one across the finish lines we have we have this very safe Kolsch for you and hope as, that's enough as much as I don't like a Kolsch <gasps> it as compared to if I were going to make a beer for the prior administration it would be just like piss yeah someone it took a be- shit in the piss I was drinking. <laughs> So, this, so a Kolsch tastes great after that. Yeah. Bernie 
used to well, be a milk stout with maple syrup, uh, and then they didn't stop selling Bernie Brew. They just changed it to a lager. It's now a lager. No, That's very sad. Well, I'm glad we ended with sadness and shit and piss. Um, Mary, thank you so much for being on for of all course. of this. So great. Uplifting. Yep. Uh, Sam, we'll see you next week. Yeah. And, uh, listener, if you want to, um, tell us how to defeat sexism in the beer industry, <laughs> you can email us at BruceyTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at BruceyTuesdayPodcast. You can comment on links at BruceyTuesdayPodcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything This one's on me, got what you need And take your medicine, you feel better friend. Okay, um, and did Emily check our levels? No To be fair, I didn't check them either, they're so low They're so very low It's really low. upsetting the, the problem is, we're gonna do a bunch of articles About, like, sexism in the beer industry And you two <laughs> ladies have been so incompetent Well, you know women and, you know, technology We just don't get it I know, I know the sad part is I've literally been too busy to help if I was holding a child, which I feel like just kind of feeds into the narrative. <laughs>